What's up, y'all? It's Cam. Hey, y'all. It's Destiny. Hey, I'm Jada. Hey, I'm Jay. And you're listening to Four Deep, a podcast with four Black women in their 20-somethings who aren't afraid to get deep with it. And don't forget to follow us on everything, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, um, at 4DPod, that's F-O-U-R-D-E-E-P-P-O-D. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Music or Apple Podcasts, sorry, don't forget to rate us five stars. And if you're watching us on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe and turn on those post notifications so y'all don't miss out. Lastly, don't forget about our deep ratings, y'all. We want to hear what you think on a scale of one to four deep. You can let us know on our Spotify poll. You can let us know in our comments on Instagram, interact with us on Twitter, you know, get active with us on TikTok. We really want to hear how y'all feel about each episode. Yes. And for all the new listeners, we do something each episode called Rosebud and Thorn. And the roses are something that was good that happened in our past week. A bud is something that we're looking forward to in the next week. And a thorn was something that was a thorn in our side from the last week. So who wants to go ahead and start this one off? Um, I can go. I can go. Um, I would say a rose. Um, remember that post that I made last week on the um, takeover? And it was about that job that I got interviewed for. Where the lady mm-hmm. was just talking about, oh, a hundred and blah 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 people applied for this and right, that. So mm-hmm. I was happy about that resume. So that job, I actually just had my third interview with them. Okay. Little third though. You know what I'm saying? I'm wondering how many more do I got? <laughs> <laughs> for real. Um, so that's really a rose. I'm really excited about it. It will be like the perfect, the perfect job opportunity. Um and then for a thorn, um, so in the interviews, actually, there were two, two of the interviews were like amazing. Like the first one was like amazing. Like I was able to connect, you know what I'm saying? Like I was able to get a couple laughs out. And the second interview was like the best interview. It was like with two dudes, but one of them, he was just like really nice, you know, like really down to heart. Like he was like really a nice guy. Um, but then we got down to the last interview and he just was not giving and mm-hmm. like, but I mean, like, or like, I don't even know what to say. It was like, either he was uncomfortable, either he was uncomfortable, he he don't like to do interviews or he was just having a bad day. You know what I'm saying? I don't know which one it was, but mm-hmm. he was just being real quick with me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm telling y'all because we're going to get into it later, but I feel like I was coming out with like some good answers to his questions and he just kept like raining on my parade. Like, I know that was a good answer. Yeah. So and considering it's going to be in our conversation later, y'all go know my assumed reason. So, um, yeah, we'll get into that. That was really a thing <laughs> for me. He kind of like it made me just. It just made me more, it made me anxious again. Like at first I was like so excited. Like, oh my God, I did such a good job. I'm doing such a good job. And then he just really ran on my plate a little bit. So try not to be anxious about it. So we'll see what happens. Um, And then for a bud um, Friday, I am going to Seattle. Um, I'm going to go see my boyfriend where he's doing this. So just over the weekend though, you know, Memorial Day, three day weekend. So I'm going to go out there. And yeah, that's my rosebud thorn. Oh, Seattle's gonna be fun. I've never been to Seattle. Me neither. Me yeah. too. It looked beautiful out there, though. Mm-hmm. You gotta go to the Starbucks out there. I hear they got alcohol at that one. You can get an espresso martini if that's your vibe. Period. <laughs> okay, Seattle. I'm on the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm on the way. 
looking up on maps right now. Okay, I'll go. I'll go ahead. No, I was gonna go if nobody else was with you. You got it. um okay so a rose um we just released the flyer for black Bears flea market um we're having our second event yes we're having our second event on sunday june 18th which is also father's day so we're going to be doing a father's day giveaway it's gonna be so nice i'm so excited um and so yeah that's really really exciting um yeah, that's like the biggest thing that's coming up. Also, Merch Madness is still going on for Black Beauty Near You. And a rose, okay, I'll say I have three. And part of that rose is um, being able to, um, this past weekend, my um grandma and my cousin wanted some custom merch. I'm like, y'all are working me. Like, why y'all just don't want the <laughs> simple one that's already available? But no, I was, because of the website that I use, I was able to make them some custom ones. My grandma got um and army green hoodie and my little cousin got a pink hoodie with white lettering she had me change the logo color and everything i said girl you is working me you's working <laughs> me but, i bet it's cute yeah. though yeah so it's kind of like a bud too because i'm excited to see um how it comes out when they get it so yeah but in the meantime merch madness is going on this week is hoodies um one of the hoodies just a white hoodie with the logo and then the other hoodie has hashtag as it should be on one of the sleeves and so um yeah and next week is going to be tote bags and the week after that is going to be the crop tops and then after that yes please get so because i love mine (laughs) 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 yes i don't know when um merch will be coming back probably like around when school starts up again but um yeah so after these next three weeks i should say two and a half weeks merch will be gone um and yeah so those are some roses and then another rose this past weekend i went back home to la and i got to spend time with a lot of family and friends i saw jada which was so exciting oh my gosh like it was weird because like i felt like i see her all the time so when i seen her it's just like hey girl but then i was sitting i was like oh my gosh like she's really here right now what the heck <laughs> and so yeah hanging out with friends and family was really nice um a bud would be um we've been reaching out to sponsors for black biz flea market and so um that's in the works so you know we're um planning on getting some money rolling in to help fund some things because yeah right (laughs) um things cost money and so um yeah that's a bud that's going on right now and a thorn um i would say I got my car washed on Thursday and literally on Friday it rained, but I couldn't go back to the car wash that I got it washed at because I was on my way to LA when it rained. And then in LA, basically every day I woke up, my car was wet because it rained. I'm just like, I'm just not going to get my car washed anymore. So if (laughs) if you see my car is dirty, then you know why. But um, yeah, that was just so annoying, but um, nothing too major going on as a thorn um so yeah just been trying to manage life stop start saying no to some stuff like for real for real and not making things seem as urgent like just because I get a notification does not mean I need to reply as soon as I get it so I'm trying to figure that out um but yeah that's my rosebud and thorn oh sounds like everybody's been having a good week yeah 
Um, let's see. My rose, I had a really good break. It was over way too quickly, but mm-hmm. it was nice. I got a lot of rest and just got to do things that I wanted to do, honestly. I started actually walking around my neighborhood a little bit and I found like this little spot because I live kind of by the river, not kind of like I live by the river, but I was trying to like walk and see how far down I could follow it. And I ended up having to like cut through a neighborhood, found a soccer stadium that's nearby here that I didn't really know. Like, I didn't know where it was. I just heard that it was around here. Um, And then ended up coming up to like this point. Like, I don't know. It's literally called a point. And it's like this (laughs) like little area where if you were walking past it, you would miss it. But if you walk up on it, you can like walk down and like there's like a little table and it's like right on the river. Like literally the water is like hitting up against it. So I was like, okay, this is a little vibe. So when I went over there, nobody was over there. So I'm like, oh my God, I found a secret spot. So then a couple of days later, I decided to walk back over there and it was hella people over there. I said, this is not a secret spot. And I felt a type of way because I thought I found something new. But apparently I was late. But that's okay. It's just real peaceful. And then end up realizing that like walking there and walking back to my house, it was like a three mile walk, which y'all know, it's like real easy for me just to be walking and not even realize. So it's a good little way to get some exercise, some fresh air, you know. So that was that was something that I enjoyed over break. Also finished both of the, the books that I had from the okay. library like a while ago. Finished both of those. They're both so good. I love seeing women get their happy endings in romance yeah. novels. It just makes my heart so full. And they were good. There were some good books. Um, but yeah, those are my my roses. Um, my bud, my bud, what would I say my bud is? I think well, I guess something I'm looking forward to is this weekend. My friend and I, we found this like giant like bounce house like situation. It's like they there's like a racetrack or like some fairgrounds or some kind of like event space out here Mm -hmm. and they're literally like putting like a bunch of giant like inflatable things and so we got tickets to go do that on Saturday evening we did a (laughs) dose only session so I don't have to worry about tripping over bodies yes that part (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) exactly so I'm excited for that um and the thorn a thorn would probably be that you know what okay my thorn is that my eye has been twitching and it was twitching during finals and like as we were coming to the end of the semester so I'm like maybe it's stress maybe I need you know sleep so I thought I'll be solid after break but it was like as soon as I started school again my eye started twitching like literally 8 a.m Monday morning I'm in my well, it was actually like 8 30 I was a little late on Monday but that wasn't my fault that, <laughs> <laughs> that was another thorn but I was in my chair and my eye started twitching and I said oh my god like it's this place so i just don't even know what to do at this point so if y'all see my eye jumping don't say nothing please (laughs) but turn like this so y'all don't see it most times it's not noticeable really yeah mm -mm. i hope not but you you feel like it is because yeah because it's just like bounces (laughs) i hate that yeah there go don't look at it please You called? <laughs> right. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> um, let's see. Rose. I have a lot of roses, but we're gonna we're gonna bring it down a bit. We're gonna bring it down a bit. So biggest rose right now is I just got back from California. 
and I got to see everybody. So that was really special. I got to see my best friend graduate from nursing school. Now she has her graduate nursing degree. And I'm so proud of her. Um, I got to chill with my brothers. Okay. And then on top of that, I went back to UCSD. Okay. Alma mater, period, period. <laughs> and um, I got to do the workshop and it was really, really good. And I had a lot of great feedback. I got to bring my brothers there and like show them around my campus and my little, little brother, he was like, oh, I had a good time. And he never has a good time. So I'm like, <laughs> you had a good time? <laughs> we did something. And so, you know, Aww. I kind of feel like I did good with exposing him to college and um, that being a possibility for him. So I'm actually really excited that he did enjoy himself and that he was really amazed at the campus. So I'm happy, happy, happy about that. Yes. And I got to see Chuck. I got to see Chuck. He was walking around, oh, wow. yes, and I just pulled up on him. I was like, ah. he was oh, like, shit. no way. He was like, shut up. I was like, yes. <laughs> oh, was my God. college. Yeah, so I got to see Chuck. That was, that just made my heart so full. I was like, wow, look at this. Love so that. I got to see a lot of great people. So my heart was just really, really full on that trip. And I flew back yesterday technically it was like oh, an overnight flight so my days were mixed up a little bit but I got back yesterday morning and my dad was here waiting on me so that was really special so I'm hanging out with him and he's originally in Germany right now but he came to fly to visit us um so that's really sweet and you know it's close to Father's Day so like this is just like perfect timing um Aww. so I'm really excited about that and yeah I've just been having some good time just laying on them all day like <laughs> trying to make sure I get the cuddles in um <laughs> and then another rose is that y'all God has still been moving and grooving with this business let me tell you literally jump from 5k to 6k in a day you're in a day shut up I'm being so I was like up, you oh my god <laughs> Yes. yes i literally put it in my journal that we're getting 10k this year and we're on the road like what's what to say 10k by by august exactly. I, like seriously i feel yeah. like you're on track for that right exactly. might be tomorrow shoot <laughs> this don't right. play with I, it I just have to keep it up like it's literally those um like those budgeting example videos that's mm -hmm. getting a lot of traction and it i don't have yeah. to do anything and they're just still just pulling people in and pulling people yeah. in so um it's this this downtown stuff can y'all hear the, the music no no oh wow they're bumping okay <laughs> <laughs> they, i make it right i make it right that's the uh, song. That's that's but um no yeah so i've just been like racking in all of them like i just been so full and i just dropped today the um post-grad prep uh program so period yes. period and that's a combo with uh with black beauty near you so lit 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 um i'm having a lot of fun with that i did basically like a trial version when I did the um the workshop at the college and um now I actually have the program out so I'm excited for all the college students to like just come on in come on in you can do it you know yes. I'm gonna get you right with budgeting and money before you graduate so that's really exciting and somebody else actually reached out to me to um to do another workshop at Georgia State University so I'm excited about that too. Shut she started up. Uh, yes, yes. Literally like yesterday. Yes. So I'm like, oh, this is just so good. So I'm just waiting on all of that. Um, and then I did get an update about the the big decision thing with like the cafe. So we're still in the works with that. She just had another meeting with the attorney today. So we're gonna see where this takes us. But 
don't know. The, the further out, it's getting pushed back. Like the the decision meeting, like the more I'm kind of getting a little eh about it. But I'm trying to secure like Plan Bs. But then I'm like, okay, is me trying to secure Plan Bs like showing God that I don't trust them? But I was like, yeah, I don't know. So I'm just like trying to like figure it out. But I did do an interview with um CNU for to be like their event coordinator and like in like a promotion specialist or something like that. So mm-hmm. I did do an interview with them. I don't really know how I went because at the end, I kind of fumbled the bag. My dad called me on the phone and my mom walked in the room. So it was just too much like going on at one time. And I, mm-hmm. I kind of like choked up. Um, and But I was like, oh, you know what? Hopefully they just take the rest of the interview and like let it off yeah. of that. But I mean, I'm not tripping. So those are all my roses. Um, a bud is that I get to spend more time with my family. And just see how this business stuff goes. It's been a month since I got laid off. And somehow, somewhere, I'm still here. So that's good. <laughs> I, yeah, it's G-O-D. Um, and so, you know, I'm just, like, really amazed at that. And then a thorn. All that damn driving in California. My goodness. I spent way too much money. <laughs> I spent, like, probably uh-huh. 350 out there. And I did not want to. Yes, 350 of money that I don't have. Right. Yes. Gas. Oh my gosh. Yes. It was a lot of it was gas. And then not even that much on food. Some of it was food. But I well, Taylor kind of got me. <laughs> we went to her graduation dinner. I spent $81 there. And yeah, because first of all, gratuity was $25 per person. I said, this is too much. <laughs> well, that's nuts. And there were they seven people there. I said twenty five dollars mm. per person gratuity, and seven people are here. I said, y'all, how much did we spend? <laughs> I mean, we were in Beverly Hills though, so I was like, okay, it's, it's mm. kind of yeah. Sense. I'll I was do just it. like, sheesh, I was not expecting that. I was like, yo, this was not in the budget. <laughs> but, <it's laughs> but yeah, I drove a total of twelve hours when I was in California, and I'm just like, yeah, mm. no, not again. My mom lives too far, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but that's my rosebud and thorn, y'all. Okay. But Desiree, you had a good uh, transition, so let's go ahead and get into that. Oh, yeah. My interviews. Um, my interviews. Um, I had an interview, and okay. So first and foremost, the industry that I'm going into is construction. Now we all know construction is predominantly white male industry. That's just mm-hmm. that's just what it is, and the company that um. I, you know, had applied for, they were, they do, they have high-end clients, like really high-end clients. So now it's like, but I mean like really high-end, like really, really high-end. Period. And, (laughs) you know, that kind of, there could be a lot going on with that too, with just the market base that they have. There's a lot going on with that. And um, my interviewer, he was just, like now of course in any company I don't think that you know I don't really I don't have anything against white people like I like white people you know what I'm saying like I I fuck with who fuck with us simple as that you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. it's it's like that I'm it's more of an individual type of thing and um you know of course I try not to use the whole race card when it comes to certain things but I just feel like when you feel it you feel it you know what I'm saying like it's like like, I know when somebody just doesn't like me as a person or if somebody got to know me and now they don't like me or, 
You know what I'm saying? It's 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 one thing for it to be that, and then it's another thing for just like blatant negativity. You mm-hmm. know? So let me give y'all my the example that I was trying to tell y'all about where I feel like I gave a pretty good answer. And I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So, you know, this is like a common question though. They ask you, how would you deal with a customer or with a client that is rude to you or something mm-hmm. like that? And you know. I'm like, well, first and foremost, um, I wouldn't get offended. I feel like that's like the biggest thing is for you to not get offended um, because you never know what somebody had gone through that day, you know, what they're going through in their life. So I don't get offended. I would simply ask them, you know, what can we do to make you more comfortable or what steps can we take to make you happy? You know what I'm saying? And I said, yeah, like that's pretty much all we can do is ask them their needs and meet those needs. And he goes... Well, actually, some of our clients are a little more com- complicated than that, but okay. And I was but like, okay. that's petty and immature. And I was just sitting there like, mm-hmm. I thought I was giving a good vibe. Like, let me, I had read my book, like I'm on positivity mindset right before the interview. Like I'm hyped from the last interview. You know, so I feel like I'm giving great energy. I'm smiling as soon as he coming to the camera. You know what I'm saying? He don't see me not cracking a smile, but you know, brushed it off. So I'm still smiling. I'm still, you know, doing me, going throughout the interview. Like every time I give an answer, it's like, yeah, great. Love it. And then just keep talking and on to the next thing. It was just like, there was no flow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like in interviews, there's like flow. There was absolutely no flow. No matter what I did to try to connect on some type of level, I just couldn't seem to do it. And mm-hmm. Um, you know, he had a little bit to say about, you know, my experience and just getting my feet wet. Cause it's actually quite, it's a it, it's a pretty high position, but at the same time, I mean, this is my third interview. I mean, something must be right. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, I had to go through three other people before I got to you. So, I mean, this is now something that we want to talk about. I talked about this over and over and over. So, right. it was just like I was just getting a yeah, just like a like a real downer vibe. I was getting a downer vibe. And, you know, it was given, he was uncomfortable. He didn't want to be here. He didn't want to be doing this right now. And, you know, I did what I, you know, I, I, I did the best I could do. You know what I'm saying? This in God's hands mm-hmm. now. And mm-hmm. I just feel like, you know, no matter what the outcome is, I I trust that it's going to work out in my favor because it is, mm-hmm. if it's a prejudice problem, then I wouldn't want to work there anyway. So, so it's like, it's a win-win. And on top of that, it is a really high end position. And I know that my resume is doing what it's supposed to do then. If that's that part, you know what I'm saying? And I got through three people till I got to him. So, you know what I'm saying? If this was like a one interview whammy or a two interview whammy, I would have had it. And that's <laughs> protocol. That's regular. I don't know where all these other interviews is coming from. But I'm so I'm just feeling good about the whole job search situation. It definitely like released like some stress for me now that I know, okay, you got your resumes together. You did what you had to do. Um, mm-hmm. all of that because I definitely had to make, even after making my changes, had to make some more changes, break resume. I broke one resume down into three. For each Period. for each industry, construction, development, and general project management, and then depending on and I did the cover letters, and then depending on which job I applied to, oh. that's what they got. 
And that's when I actually started to get in the jobs. Having a whole bunch of, you know what I'm saying? I got a lot of different experiences. Yeah. Very diverse girl. But having all of that on one resume makes you look undecided and uncommitted and all the other stuff. Mm. So all out there, when y'all do y'all resume, if y'all got, if y'all going for multiple industries or if y'all got multiple skill sets across the way, just make sure that each one is just relevant to that particular job that you are applying to. And then it mm. will because at first I'm I was hot. I'm like, this is a hot resume. Okay. Yeah, it looked hot, but you need to break this down. And <laughs> so now it's working. It's working. And that's I'm, good. Yeah, that's good. That was a bummer. And I'm really it gave me a little anxiety too, just about going into the industry itself. I probably mm-hmm. have to deal with a lot of that going through this industry even with clients and things like that so I'm just like trying to prepare myself to expect a lot more of that along the way because I'm young I'm black and I'm a woman so it's come on title it's (laughs) age race and gender like all of that is like it's hard I'm it's hard but watch we're gonna get up in there we're gonna get up in there it will for sure Yeah, I think it's hard too because like in situations like these, because of the different identities we hold, sometimes, you know, we're not sure like, is it just this person had a bad day or is it this person is in a rush or is it just how this person usually is or was it something on me? Because, you know, if you feel usually, you know, if you don't have too much to worry about, um you know you can have a little bit more confidence in how you did and what you did and that you know that doesn't play a part in how this other person was acting but because of who we are like you said we're young we're black we're women um it's it leaves more room for someone to judge us just based of we don't even have to say anything but it Mm -hmm. leaves more room for them to judge us on that and so when it does come to these situations it causes more anxiety because it's like for somebody who doesn't hold all of these identities, they can go in and be like, well, yeah, the interview guy, he was a little wonky, but I know I did a great job, you know, so I think he was just having a bad day. Where on the other hand, for us, it would be different, you know, we're like, he was acting a little, you know, weird. I don't know if he was having a bad day or if it was because of me, because he doesn't, you know, he's not used to seeing or talking to people like me in this industry, et cetera, et cetera. And so, um, yeah, that... <laughs> And that's what I'll be talking about. Like, it'd be little things like that when it's like, no, like when people say we all have the same 24 hours, like, bro, no, we don't. Um, And it's 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 these little things that add up into how we experience our day to day and how we live our lives. Like we have to work. We worry about so many other different things because of the identities we hold. And so um, it's a privilege to not. have so much to worry about and I mean like even in some aspects I'm privileged because like for example I know we have people who are um what is the word like ableist they don't consider people who have disabilities or who are um you know not able to do certain things I can have privilege in that area too so it's a lot of different factors that take place in our day-to-day that just make it um a little bit more difficult to navigate than someone who has less identities to worry about and Mm -hmm. so um yeah I hate that you had to even like consider that like you know is it because like he was uncomfortable talking to me is it because of the way I look but honestly like like you said God got it and you know you did a Mm -hmm. great job 
And I'm just hoping that, you know, that's just the kind of person he is. You know, maybe he's just the type, maybe that he, they put him on the third interview for that reason. He doesn't really, you know, have much um, emotion to say. He's quick, get through it, da 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 Because the other ones, you know, we got the character part out the way. So I'm hoping it's more on that end. Um, but you sound like you've been doing a great job. So, yeah. 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 Whoever, yeah, like, I, like I always say, we're the prize. Exactly. Right their laws that was something I learned um in Nesby Nashville Society of Black Engineers during undergrad um is that we're the prize like yeah we shoot to be at these big companies it'll look on our resume blah 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 with the woo but no they're looking for us like they exactly. want us they need they need us so we have to remember that and remember the value that we do hold when we go into these spaces and try mm. our best to keep our head lifted as high as possible it's definitely hard when you don't see people, but um, yeah, at the end of the day, we're the prize, okay? And yeah. you know you did your best, so that's all that matters. <laughs> but yeah, it's hard out here. Even for, I know I think I put it on one of the episodes, but how I had to take my braids out and I did them like the day before for an interview, like things like that, it just, it sucks because I'm like, dang, I can't have cornrows. Like they're going to definitely think I am one of them ghetto girls I'm like I can't, I can't like the fact that that's even a thing like they're gonna reduce how much I know they're gonna reduce my experience no matter what my resume says if I come up there with some cornrows there it's automatically done and so like I just hate it and I think even I was in college and I there I was taking a class for EDI um, equity diversion and inclusion um, that requirement and the teacher I forgot I think he was I think he was white and he had I think he had locks and he had, he was talking about something and he had went into the interview. I don't know. He, I think he was trying to show the picture as if like, see, like I was able to do something. I don't know. I think he, he was trying to show it in a point in a way that like he connected to us, but we're like, no, bro, that doesn't even make sense. Cause at the end of the day, you're still white. Like, and you're still yeah. using a hairstyle that is more native to us and you're being able to pass with it. Cause I think he was like, yeah, like I interviewed for UCSD with locks and I got in. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> your skin is also not brown. <laughs> so <laughs> that so was like, cute. What, what is the, what is the point here? <laughs> so we were all right. just like, okay, like that still doesn't make it right, sir. Like, but yeah, like we all definitely. And I think a lot of times we do highlight, um, you know, our disadvantages, but like Jay said, we, we still do have some of those privileges here. Um, and even for like people that are colorists, like, you know, we are all, pretty lighter skin tones and so for even people who would have uh, darker skin tones like they might even be even more judged because it's like oh yeah you you gonna shoot me or something like please please and so you know it, it is that and I sometimes have to watch my own when it comes down to other people as well because it's all just naturally ingrained and so I get it but like definitely we have to be way more just self-conscious about our privileges in general um, but yeah, like that, that sucks. That actually sucks. And I know that I had, a, um, an experience too, when I was starting green line planner, just because I was young and black and a woman and trying to be in the finance teaching, um, other people, people were like, where are your credentials? Like, how are you doing this? Like, what do you know? Like, you know, you're not experienced. And I would internalize that. And it would really like stunt my growth and stunt me from doing content or like really put negative thoughts in my head and not allow me to show up as confident while um, on the coaching calls. Like if anybody else is in the room, 
and I'm trying to coach that person, I'm already like way smaller. Like I, I minimize myself because I'm like, dang, I don't mm -hmm. want anybody else. Like I convinced this one person. Now I got to try and convince you too that I'm capable. And so I just kind of felt like proving mm -hmm. myself like every single time. Mm -hmm. And I just, uh, I hated it. But yeah, we got to walk up in that room and be like, okay, I'm black and I can do X, mm -hmm. Y, Z. And yes, mm -hmm. I can be a professional. And yes, I can also like to wear hoop earrings. Yes, I that can part. also love to wear braids down to my ankles. Yes, and I can still be professional. Like y'all just, yes. ugh, I just can't. And if I want to swoop my baby hairs and come into the office, I will. You're going to swoop them baby hairs? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> Hello. Come on. <laughs> yes. Yeah, they don't, they don't see that we can be so many different things. Like, and that is really, truly the part of intersectionality um, with, with Black women, you know, like, um, did I say that inter in, intersection? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. <laughs> well, yeah, like people, people just like reduce us down to our skin tone or reduce us down to you're this race. And it's just like, but we're mm -hmm. so much more than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a few people on my job. Mind you, my company that I work at is not diverse. So do not get anything misconstrued. There are diverse, it's diversity in there. But I wouldn't say the company <laughs> company as a whole is diverse. But one thing I will say, I have seen a few people. Um, there's one lady I met. Um, she come in there with her hair done, nails click clackety clacking, and she mm -hmm. be on her job having it together. Um, hair, you know, whatever kind of style might have a little color in it, and I love that. And I just love seeing examples of that. And I just have to keep reminding myself, like, it doesn't matter how I show up. I'm going to be acting in a professional manner. It's not like I'm coming with a low V-cut shirt on with some booty That's shorts. Right. Like, just because I got my nails done don't mean nothing. Just because I got some uh, braids with a little color and it doesn't mean nothing. I'm not walking around here, you know, like, you know, it's still presentable. And so um, definitely been um, working on getting out of that mindset um, for sure, because I don't have time. I don't have time for that. There's like so many other things that we have to worry about in our day to day. And so I try to minimize those concerns to my best ability. Yeah, like it still comes up. But then I just I try to remind myself like, hey, bro, like don't stress it. You know, you are capable. Um, But it's hard. It's definitely hard, Um, especially the whole braids thing. And we're young, too. Like I want to experiment. I want to do different things with my hair. I want to do different things with my nails blah 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 I remember one time I went to um dinner I had just got my lashes and I'm like oh my gosh like is my lashes gonna be too much like are they gonna be too big blah blah, blah. And after a while I got there I mean I was just there being me and like it was regular so I think sometimes we psych ourselves out too like oh it's da, da, da. but ain't, ain't nobody worried about all that too much sometimes sometimes don't get me wrong but yeah. um yeah just being confident in that is hard because of how you know we grew up in the things that surrounded us and the mindsets, even today, the mindsets that, you know, some people have um, can affect, you know, how we go into those spaces. But yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard. <laughs> I was going to ask Cam, do you see a difference between like your staff and your faculty at your school, like at the HBCU versus the PWI? Mm -hmm. And I was actually going to talk about that, too, um, <laughs> because I think that has been the real like the best part about choosing to, you know, become a dentist at Howard. I had the opportunity, you know, when I looked at all my acceptances, it was between Howard and a school in Milwaukee, Wisconsin called Marquette University. Mm. 
And I remember in the interview, I I don't know anything about Milwaukee. I don't know anything about Wisconsin. <laughs> and so I asked them, like, what is it like? <laughs> like, what what is the environment? You know, I, I live in California. I'm around a lot of people, a lot of diverse backgrounds, you know, trying to, like, cast the question to get, you know, get the answer I'm hoping to get. And he starts talking about restaurants. He starts talking about, yeah, we have Mexican food and Chinese food. I said, okay. That let me every that let me know everything I to know about about Wisconsin. I said, okay, that's not <laughs> but the difference is is huge because you have so many different types of black people. Mm. Like you have Africans, you have Caribbeans, you have Afro-Latinos, you have like literally everybody and international and within the states too. Everybody has mm-hmm. a different background, everybody's different like experiences and everybody looks different and you're allowed to show up as yourself because we're, we have majority like black faculty. There is a good amount of non-black faculty there more than you would expect for HBCU, but because that's just the environment that we're in, you could have locks. A lot of people have locks. You could have long braids. You could have like, and I'd be coming in with like, you know, like a little squiggly cornrows and like mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Like you can literally like wear your hair how you want to. You can present yourself how you want to. And you just feel that freedom that you you don't feel at a PWR or you don't feel outside of that that space because of professionalism. But then when you're in an environment where you have so many different generations of black people, you then have to deal with respectability politics. Whereas mm-hmm. it's like, you might be able to wear your hair like that here, but don't do that when you leave here. Or, you know, there's still always that message and in the back of your mind that we were always told that you got to do, you know, this, you got to work twice as much just to get half as far. You got to do this that, and the other. And then sometimes too, you can have some non-black faculty, you know, say some things that are like, I don't think you should be saying that, but I mean, Hmm. you kind of got to watch, you got to pick your battles, unfortunately, and and play Mm -hmm. the game. So it it does help a lot to be in this space where I don't have to worry about professionalism in the traditional sense, but I still think there's that, like, there's still the, the message going through everything that they teach us that, you know, you need to be mindful of your appearance and how that looks. Like they, they sent out a message today saying that some of us were out of, cause you know, we're just going into clinic. So we're, we're getting oriented with how like things are supposed to go and what's expected of us. And they sent out a message today saying that some of us weren't in code, but we didn't know like to look over the dress code for a clinic. Cause we figured like we've been here for two years. We've been doing observations. Like we kind of know, um, but one of the things they made comments about was nails. Now, granted, it's very hard to be a dentist with the extendos. Like you, it's yeah. very hard. Like, <laughs> yes, it, just practicality reasons. Like I just wouldn't suggest it. Um, <laughs> then they are, they made a like a remark about our hair, how it needs to be able to be up above our shoulders. You know, when we're in clinic or we're treating patients, also realistic because you know you you don't want your hair to hold the bacteria from people's mouths mm. and things like that. So for hygiene reasons, yeah. it makes sense. But I feel like in my mind, my I automatically went to like, that's just coded language, like coded language for professionalism, especially because like when I worked at In-N-Out, um, that was a whole thing where we felt like the dress code there was a little anti-Black. And I did have the opportunity to talk to like management and some people like higher up about that because I felt like some yeah. of their 
their dress codes was a little outdated. Like if your hair is up and out the way, why does it matter if I have braids, if my braids are the same length as somebody else who has naturally long hair kind of thing. So I think I'm always kind of like cognizant of the fact that people's language can still be coded in a way that's like professionalism and professionalism can oftentimes be a little inherently anti-black. So, you know, it's, it's a different environment to navigate, but I mean, it just kind of is what it is. I feel like when you have all these separate identities, especially when you're black and you don't get to separate them. Like you can be a woman and you could be white. You could be this and you could be that. But when you're black, it's like you're a black woman. And that's the experience that's unique from being just a woman, whatever that would be like. Mm-hmm. I couldn't even imagine. Or like <laughs> being a black man or you know what I mean? Like you're always going to be black and that thing put together because the world is always going to consider that identity in the context Mm -hmm. of you being black and the blackness is what they see first oftentimes before they see anything else they can make so many other assumptions about any other identity you have but the blackness is always gonna be something that they see first so long as it's like you know visible there's some people who are like you know they pass for the races and whatnot and that's a whole different thing but yeah I mean the conversation on intersectionality it can get it can get real deep and I think mm-hmm. that's also another one of the things that I was reading about in a book that I mentioned some episodes ago I don't even remember what episode it was child but it was the sisters all right <laughs> and that one's mm-hmm. been interesting too because they're talking about like the caricatures of black women like the mammy the Jezebel the sapphire mm-hmm. the matriarch and how all of these painted like ideals about her, us have shaped how we're perceived and how we kind of like break our backs to either fit into it because it's like they think I'm this anyway so I might as well just like be that Mm. or breaking my back to like okay I don't want to be that and I don't want them to see me as that and it's like dang can we just get a break for a second right like it is exhausting exactly and it made me think about the the, we were talking about here too like the anxiety of like getting a new hairstyle and coming into the workplace that is a thing. I don't have That's to, okay. like, I realized, like, after a while how silly that was. At least being at Howard, it made me realize how serious, silly it is because we're all Black women who change their hair all the time. But, like, I remember, like, not being in this space. Like, when I was getting ready to go to work in and out, like, and I had a new hairstyle. I'm like, oh, my God, people are going to make comments about it. People are going to ask questions. People are going to make a thing out of it. And it's like, I just don't want to be, like, I want to be invisible. But in those times, you really feel like you're hyper visible. Yes. Like, yes. It's exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I I got my hair pressed and everybody in the office came to my desk to see. I'm being so for real. <laughs> I mean, so you were an exhibit. Yes, I was an exhibit. That would have irritated me. Oh my god. I was like, mm, 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 mm. That's sick. Yeah, it was <laughs> that actually it was it was a lot. Mm-mm. It was a lot. I'm I never granted I never felt like I, you know, like, oh my goodness, I can't come into the office with this hairstyle, but I always felt like they were definitely going to be like, oohs, ahs, and just like, yeah, like over interest mm-hmm. to the point where it's like, okay, like, I, it's not that, it's not All right. like y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing that you did say, Cam, about, you know, being black and that black is always going to be attached to that other and thing, like you were saying. And I, it kind of had me thinking about like how we introduce ourselves first. And, you know, a lot of times we introduce like our profession first when people say, oh, like, what do you do? Or what do you like to do? Or, you know, tell me about yourself. We always introduce that. But then one of the other things that we tend to always introduce first too is like us being black. And I think that it 
I don't know. I, I, I feel like we do it for a good intention, but sometimes it can also come off as a bad thing. And my head, I was just like breaking it down a little bit. And I'm like, okay, like to us, we're saying it because we're proud about it. But to other people, we're probably feeding into like, yeah, you're black. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking about this, like, and like out loud with y'all. But mm-hmm. like, if I was talking to someone who's white and I'm saying, oh yeah, like I'm a black woman doing X, Y, and Z, even down to like me going to that pitch competition. I mm-hmm. like, I um, was talking to somebody in the back of the line well, behind me and I turned around and they were like kind of hyping me up because they could see I was nervous. When I turned around, she was like, girl, what are you thinking about? She was like, because I just seen you stand off into space. She was like, what's, what's going through your mind? I was like, well, I, I don't know if I should say uh, Green Line Planner caters to black women. Should I just say women? Should, should I just say young adults? Like, And I didn't want to get specific because I felt like that was going to cut off my chances of getting funding and getting you know, mm. the money. And so like, even down to that, like the way that I present my mm. business, like, I don't know, because I be like, identifying yourself as a black woman sometimes can be really you know like detrimental and especially because a lot of times the funding is coming from people who are not black so Mm -hmm. you know putting yourself out there as that and introducing yourself as like oh yeah I'm a proud black woman sometimes I feel like will hinder me but I want to say it because I'm proud about it so it's like I don't know it's very it's very interesting very very interesting you know and then like I'm proud about it but then also like what what if I was like trained to identify myself as this way first because that's what other people identify me as first too so it's like I don't know I, I gotta see I gotta think about something I think yeah because yeah. like when I'm doing like job applications and like every job actually I've done applications where the only when answering what my race was was like one of the only questions that I had to answer I kid you not I kid you not wait what I do you know like you just think like when I'm doing it Sometimes I really do think like, dang, am I going to put, like, I want to put black African-American, but then something makes me want to put prefer not to say because <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. At the same time, it's like, okay, but I don't want them to like, I want them to know that I'm black. So that way they know what to expect when they see me. But then yeah. it's like, why do I have to do that though? Right. You know? Like, because you got so to to expect. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like literally, I always it's like I, but I think about it. like every time I come across the question, I think, do I want to put prefer not to say, or do I want to put black African American? Mm-hmm. I put black exactly because like I'm proud to be black and I like I'm black. So this application, it's a black woman's application. So you know what I'm saying. But at the same time, I shouldn't even have like why is this even a question? Why mm-hmm. is this even a question? But there's no application where like, I've been through where they don't ask. Mm-hmm. That is weird. They should ask that after people are hired, regardless. Like, even if you're like white, like just don't ask race at all. Just do it kind of anonymously. And then, you know, like then get get it if you're trying to like get quotas. Cause that's another thing. Like and that's and that's what I'd be feeling like. That's what it is. Like y'all, y'all see if y'all need to reach a little quota and then you'll maybe maybe you'll specifically look for black people. You know what I'm saying? Or if you know you already reached your quota, maybe you'll pass the black applications up. Because really, why do you ask? Why do you need the identification of, of what what type research of- purposes? Yeah, from I what? mean, from from that sense, though, like I can see how like because how else are we keeping track of who's applying? Because then, like, when it comes to 
big, you know, societal issues, we're asking companies, okay, but how many people apply to this program? How many people are you reaching out to that were women, that were black? Da, 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 da. And it's like, how how do we get that information if we don't keep track of it? So, but I do, I do feel on the other hand too, like, you know, like, why is it important? Why should I market when I'm, you know, going to this interview? Why do you need to know what I look like? But yeah, it's it's difficult because in a sense, though, it's like how else will we, you know, keep track of that data to see what these company, companies are doing and to hold them accountable, not from like, even if they are using it to be like, okay, I reached this quota, blah, blah, blah. Even on the outside, it does leave room for people to be like, okay, but like, how many people did you hire? How many people do you have in this position? Or how many people did you reach out to? Da, 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 da. Where where are your applications at? So where people are applying, why are the only people applying white? You know, for example. So mm-hmm. it's kind of a, it's like a pro and con type thing. Cause yeah, yeah. Like we and need it, but then go ahead. It's like, and the fact that we even have to keep track of these things. The fact that there even is a quota, <laughs> yeah. the fact that we even have to hold y'all accountable. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just the fact that we even got to go through all of this just to make sure that we get the the, the, the spaces that we deserve to get. It's just mm-hmm. the whole thing. It just goes so deep. It just gets so deep. That it's just like, there's no, now we got to put in all this extra work to make sure that we, that we get where we supposed to get. And I don't mm-hmm. know, it's, too, it's, it's just too deep. It's just too much. Yeah, it's a lot. And another thing that like even our own black community does for us because it's very toxic is like stereotype us. Like we stereotype black people. And mm-hmm. I and I know that it really hurts a lot of black people that are like black and punk or black and like country music or like you know mm-hmm. certain things like that. Like they're like you do that oh you're not black even down to those games of like revoke my black car or stuff like that like Mm -hmm. you know we we do I feel like we internalize a lot and then we like Mm -hmm. make it our own and then like turn it on other black people because even for I know Mm -hmm. like Simone Biles she was getting a lot of hate because her edges weren't done while she was like doing her stuff I'm like okay first of all she's sweating and she she gonna sweat them out and she's doing a good thing for us. And <laughs> she's making a way. She's paving, you know, paving the way, making space. So yeah. why do you care about her edges? It's just like so, so many things. Like when black people act anti-black, it's like, stop it. Stop it. And mm-hmm. I just, I really feel so bad because she really did get hate for that. And I'm just like, yeah. edges, y'all, that's what y'all worried about? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it sucks because those are the voices that get amplified, the negative ones, not the people who are mm-hmm. saying, yeah, my daughter loves you. Yeah, you're doing great. The comment that's going to stand out and be pinned in the comments is the one talking mess. So it's mm-hmm. so annoying because it kind of gives this negative perception of, you know, the black community. And um, yeah, another thing. I'm trying to figure out what path I want to go because that was a great that was a great lead to conversation but before I forget uh Jada when you were mentioning like um mentioning black in your pitch um I know like I was hesitant when creating the name for black beauty near you like right off the bat like black beauty near you you know what's up like (laughs) but it was kind (laughs) of like hard like you know um like people 
if I would table at some place, people would come up like, oh, well, like, you know, I'm not black, but can I use like da 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 And I'd be like, yeah, like if that's what you use, then use it. But that's not why this was created or who this was created for. And even when going through my rebrand um, and speaking to different folks um, who are like, you know, experienced in the marketing world and the branding and all that, I would ask them like, you know, should I, first of all, should I even say like black students? And then should I narrow it down to black woman or young black woman because I'm like I still want to be inclusive but I also want to make sure I know who my audience is and you know and so um it was difficult because I'm like I don't want to seem like I'm excluding anyone but that's another thing too when you do brand your business or even just branding yourself you have to know how to communicate those type of things too because a lot of things the things I do I still do make sure to be inclusive just because I know my audience and basically my audience is the people who shop most with Black Beauty Near You and who go to beauty supply stores the most but that doesn't mean that I'm like oh like I'm not selling do-rags I'm not selling uh pomade for waves you know styles that the majority of the other than women identifying population uses it's not like I'm saying oh I'm not selling those it's just that I want to cater towards you know that certain community so it's hard and like having black in that name or the bit in my uh, business name it's you know at the beginning it was kind of you know like should I do this should I not like when I talk to people about it what are they going to think are they going to think I'm just pro-black pro-black anti-everything else but I just go through the battle of like, you know, I have to be confident in what I'm doing. And this is my message. This is my purpose. And honestly, there's a lot of places out there that are for other folks. And if I want to focus on a certain group, I'm going to do it because nobody else is doing it. And so if you have a problem with it, then figure all that other stuff out, out that's going on, which made me have to create this. Even when... um. I'd be in interviews, I'd be like, yeah, I was part of the Black Student Union, the Black Resource Center. I was part of Women in Computing, blah, blah, blah. I'd be thinking, they'd be thinking like, oh, she just black, 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 be black. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> I am. I hope you do think that. Because yes, and there's so like, outside of that, there's just so many parts. Like I was working at the Black Resource Center, but a lot of things, a lot of things I did was, you know, intertwined with engineering stuff and computer science stuff. So it's like, I'm not just pro-black politics. Like I could be pro-black engineering pro-black stem you know there's just so many different levels to it and so I've learned to just be unapologetically black and I've seen businesses out there that do cater towards certain demographics be very successful and I feel like I have confidence in what I'm doing and um, I just have to keep reminding myself that there are going to be other people out there that have confidence in what I'm doing and I'm not getting these ideas for them to just be shot down and not supported as I move along my journey. So I have to remember like, you know, keep stand, stand, stand toes down and what you want, because that's how, you know, I attract the type of people I want around me. If yeah. you don't like the fact that I'm saying, Oh yeah, this is for black people and you don't want to support me because I have the word black in my name. You're not for me. We don't do that over here. We don't do that over here. So <laughs> It's just kind of, you know, trying to be confident in that. Um, but it is difficult because a lot of places I just, even if I'm like on a panel introducing myself, what did you do? Da, da, da. And like a lot of my experience is within, you know, black spaces and organizations and clubs and businesses that have the word black in them or that cater towards black people. And um, 
yeah, it is what it is. A lot of the stuff I do on my day-to-day during work is not for Black people. So now I'm going to really turn it up when it's outside of work because I don't do that um, throughout my day as often. So yeah, that resonated to me too when you were talking about adding that in your pitch because I just, that's something that I definitely went through and still go through when describing what I do or how I do it and being inclusive, all that jazz. It's it's a lot yeah. of back and forth. That I definitely change it up depending on who I'm talking to. So. <laughs> yeah, I would say the key is knowing your audience mm-hmm. for sure. Because even with writing my essays, I knew what I was sending to Howard and I knew what I was sending to Meharry. But mm-hmm. I knew what I was sending to UCLA and to UCSF and to Marquette. Like, yeah. I know what my goal is. I know my goal is to go back home and serve black people because we don't have a lot of black dentists in the area. But for some people, yeah. they think that's like a red flag. I don't want to serve nobody else. Now, you know, <laughs> now you know that is, I cannot do that legally. Let's exactly <laughs> like, let's start there legally, you know, and exactly. I know that I can't do that, but that's also not my goal. Like, I'm not going to sit up and be like, Mm-mm, turn them away. But I'm going to go the extra mile to make myself available and create accessibility to Black people to come see me if that's what they Mm want to do. I just feel like people need to stop being so offended at us wanting to serve our community after. Yes. (laughs) After what? After slavery? After, like, we didn't (laughs) ask for none of this. After the violence? After, we just trying to look out for our people and cater for us in the ways that nobody else will. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And yeah. other be other races do it. Shoot, Indian matchmaking, Jewish Hello. matchmaking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They do that. Yeah. Just let us live. <laughs> that would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's hard too, especially like for folks who do identify like with multiple races and stuff too, like experiencing um, you know what to resonate with just all of that on top like sometimes it's like I see people talking about oh well you got white in you so you good but like is <laughs> again it's not just based on appearance you can be the most light bright mixed person whatever but you can could have grown up grown up in the su- the most southern parts of Georgia with you know all that southern um you know, just taking it back to our roots, whatever. And so um, just because of the way they look doesn't mean like, oh, this person is whitewashed or, you know, as um, what am I trying to say? Quote, unquote, um, the sayings, you know, we can't just go based on appearances and, you know, just like the bat the battles we have with being black and woman and being black in the STEM field on top of that is kind of like I'm black in this space, but I may appear as not and like, I can't even imagine going through that on the day-to-day as well because you're kind of like stuck and sometimes not even in the middle of two identities or two races, two ethnicities. It's multiple. You know, we we don't multiply and multiply and multiply. We got some uh, ethnicities on ethnicities out here. And so, um, yeah, that's a whole nother thing. Like the layers just layer, the layers be layering. And, it, mm-hmm. and we, we just have to be mindful of like, the things we say and the I think mostly like the spaces that we create um for folks just and it's hard because we do have our biases um but just being open and I think a lot of that comes with communication and not assuming things like Mm -hmm. when you actually talk to people and get to know them simple as where are you from 
What's your background? Who are you? What's your name? Pronouns, stuff like that. You can, you know, nip a few things in the bud so you don't slip up and say something that you just assumed, you know? And it's definitely easier said than done, like I always say, because um, hindsight is definitely <laughs> be 2020 uh, once you look back at stuff. But um, yeah, just being mindful of, you know, those, um, that intersectionality as well, identifying with mul multiple race, multiple ethnicities, all that good stuff, because that exists too for people and it's not easy. Desiree, did you ever go to um any of the ABCs? I did not. There was a specific one about intersectionality and that one was very mm -hmm. dope. It was very, very dope. Um, and that's even where I first heard the term intersectionality because I never really mm -hmm. heard it like that. <laughs> mm -hmm. But when they were talking about it, I was like, wow, like that's true. Like we are so much more than just black. Like, <laughs> like wow. I'm like, my experience as a, as a woman and then as a experience of being black and like they combine and they make this whole new experience. I feel like it was alchemy or something. I was like, wow. And so it was just really, really funny um, to, to really like recognize all these things. Um, but it, it's very true. Like, and it's, it's weird how we have to really look at every single identity that we have. And I want to try and write down every identity that I associate with just to see how much black and I am. And I want to see like all the other things that I have interest in. Um, and like, I, I don't know, like, I know a lot of us, they're like, oh, you surf, you're black. Like what? <laughs> It was like, yeah, like black people can do whatever they want to do <laughs> and will. Um, so I just really want to start like looking at that um, because I know a lot of people are making spaces for black people to be there, especially like in the surf community or in the country community or, you know, like different places. Like we're, we're really trying to show like, no, black people can be so much more than just fried chicken, mm -hmm. watermelon and cookouts. Like I promise we can. <laughs> and so it's I just like, it's, it's awesome. And, you know, the fact that like we're even like um, coming down to certain things of like, wow, like you're in a doctorate program. Wow. There's a black person. Wow. I'm so happy. Like, it shouldn't be that much of a surprise anymore. Like we should like really just be like looking at it like, wow, cool. Like that person did a great thing and not even mm -hmm, just, you know, mm -hmm. and then like having to carry certain things on your back and like feel like you have to represent the whole community sometimes. That is also a big thing as well. Cause I know my dad, he talks about that, um, with, especially with living in Germany, there's, mm. <laughs> there's not a lot of black people out there. Um, <laughs> and sometimes he feels like he has to like, he has the pressure of representing the whole community <laughs> as a black man. Mm. And so he, you know, tries to like do certain things or he'll not do certain things just because of that. And that, you know, it breaks my heart when he says certain things like that, because I'm like, dang, like you should not have to feel that way. Um, mm. You know, uh, just be, but I know that that is a hard thing, but I do like the fact that we are trying to expand and like drop pieces of us in every single place. And I know people will be like, well, what if people said, Oh, um, white beauty near you. Okay. <laughs> like that that's ah! that they been did that that would that's be already sorry. exactly yeah. right <laughs> Sally. they been did that that, that like, would be older <laughs> exactly and if they didn't separate us in the beginning we wouldn't have to do the separation again now and that's the main thing is like they are the ones that already separated us and then we're just reclaiming that separation and saying no then we are going to show up in that space and be you know even greater than what you tried to lower us as 
So, um, yeah, I don't like when people be like, well, why does everything have to be black on this and black this? Because y'all need to know that we're here and we're yes. in these spaces and because it's automatically defaulted to white. And so, like, we have to make that separation known. Um, and, yeah, like, I just, I don't I don't know how white people say it. Yeah. I feel that, like, how are you going to be mad at me for making a way because you didn't make a way? like exactly. pick pick one you actually like stopped I, the way like, <laughs> you didn't oh want God. there to be a way at all right <laughs> right i'm just trying to help us out and now you mad like it's just ridiculous mm. yeah i feel mm. like intersectionality is real loaded and like like i said being around so many different types of black people too i'm seeing like the cultural differences and people's like interpretations of like black Americans versus Africans versus Caribbeans. Like it's not like a, a debate or an argument like per se, but it's like, it's things that you like see and notice mm-hmm. or like comments that are made here and there. People have their own perceptions and we do internalize a lot just simply because of cultural differences and historical mm-hmm. like experiences that happen within all of our communities and things like that it's a lot to think about when you think about all the little identities that you hold Mm -hmm. I also was wanting to after you said that Jada like wanted to like sit down and write down all your ends I feel like that was an exercise we did at the Black Resource Center during my intern year I feel like even if it wasn't there I've served in so many student roles I feel like that happened but I you know, at that time, my uh, understanding of intersectionality and what identities, like, counted, quote-unquote, um, I always put, like, the same, like, four things, you know, or they would say, like, I'm, you know, I'm a sister, I'm a daughter, like, but mm-hmm. I would like to, now that I've had some years and some experience and a better understanding of myself as compared to when I was, mm-hmm. like, 19, 20 years old, um, what my, what would I consider my identities to be now, so. Yeah. Sounds like a little activity we could do, and hopefully, right. Bob like we've can join us out there. I feel like we've been <laughs> doing that for the people. Like, yeah, I love that. And I love Bob that for Bob us. Can join us. Yeah, I think that would be nice to do. Just personally, like sitting there and be like, okay, like, what am I a part of? What do I like to do? And then, even after that, reflecting like, okay, I'm in this space. You know, what does me being black have to do with this space? Is it, you know, positive, negative? Does it have its pros and cons, you know? And how is that affecting me when I'm in these spaces? Like, Yeah. How do you show up, too? Because, like, mm-hmm. some of my identities I would want to give more love to. Like, that's an identity. Mm-hmm. I don't mm-hmm. give that love as much as I should or shout it out as much as I should. Mm-hmm. And I want to try to, like, introduce myself differently, like, each time now. Like, because I just want to, like, switch it up. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm this and that. Da, 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 da. Like, I don't want to just always hit y'all with the with what I do and what my career is like I want to switch it up and try it out and see the reactions that I get like I just want to experiment with this yeah are you saying something Desmond because I don't think I could hear you man you couldn't hear me can you hear me now yeah yeah Yeah. said I gotta make that list because I'm going yeah the industry I'm going into right now I need to really, you know, do my pros and cons, think about how it's going to affect me, how it is affecting me. 
and just how I feel like I need to show up when I do get there. Because I ain't going to let it back me down, the pros and cons, none of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it's what I want to do, that's what I want to do. But mm -hmm. I am take into account, I got to be mindful of how I let it affect me once I get there. And yeah, just how I present myself when I get there. I feel like it could help you like learn how to take care of yourself in those spaces too. Because now I'm thinking like, how could that mm -hmm. also work for me? Like, knowing that this identity or that identity is causing me to feel this way in this environment what do I need to do to help relieve that but not make me feel ashamed of that identity in that mm -hmm. space like you said not letting it back you down or make yourself small or anything like that I like that yeah okay to-do list <laughs> that's gonna be fun and then we can share that with um everyone I think that would be really nice too mm -hmm. and then hopefully you know y'all join us please so we can see you know what your black ants are <laughs> if that makes sense um because we're just so much more than you know what people see when they first look at us and sometimes for some people they don't even they can barely even see what we are when they look at us they don't even know what's going on and so like just being able to write that down and see how much we hold I like Jada when you were saying like maybe this is something like you know that I'm neglecting or stuff you know writing it down. I was like oh yeah mm -hmm. I do like that and it's been a minute since I acted like I like that why <laughs> so let's get back into that <laughs> I, that's so yeah I like going into it like that that's gonna be fun I'm looking forward to it <laughs> yeah Cause, come on black readers because we have black readers too <laughs> yeah right i didn't even think about that got me a little bookshelf Very. okay black plant mom okay for, come on. i'm trying <laughs> <laughs> yeah that is gonna be a really cute post are all of our black hands that's gonna be really yeah yeah i like that i'm happy that we were able to talk about this too because it's so prevalent in our day-to-day -day lives and to not be sometimes talking about this can be draining but mm -hmm. it's nice to be in a space of people who like y'all get it like y'all understand mm -hmm. um and so um yeah and just having an open space to be able to talk about that stuff too like yeah like when I go into this space this is how I feel and I feel like I should wear my hair like this I feel like I should I have to wear my nails like this um because of x y and z and like you know talking about that stuff and not feeling judged about it um and just having that safe space I'm happy you know that we that we have that here because you know we gotta we gotta keep it real we gotta keep it deep we gotta keep it four deep <laughs> and um yeah like a lot of people act, like to act in front like oh I'm super woke I don't take part in this 24 7 I do this 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 but it's like hey like we all have our days we all have our moments um, yeah so yeah yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed this conversation to say the least. <laughs> so no, I really needed it. Did I need it? And now I got something to help me. Like literally, this little list. Like this is gonna be a tool for me now. So I need. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Definitely reading it to myself in the morning as affirmation, kind of. When I look in the mirror, black period. <laughs> right. Yes. I'm black and. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh yeah. So I think this one actually got pretty deep, y'all. Yeah. No one cried, but 
That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah i think we did we're definitely talking about a lot of stuff that you know it is not brought up it's hard to we've talked about a lot of stuff that's hard to talk about i would say you know um a lot of things that we don't really bring up often because like mm, i don't know how this is gonna sound i don't want to be pulling the race car <laughs> uh, like hey like this is how i feel and i don't know if it's because of me that i feel this way because of society, I feel this way, whatever. But it's how I feel. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was good. Yeah, it was definitely a topic that a lot of people don't even usually think about on a day-to-day. Like, the intersectionalities of their identities, like, mm-hmm. and how that mm-hmm. affects their their life experiences. Yeah. You know? But don't go into, like, don't go down the rabbit hole, y'all. Please don't. <laughs> think everything is racist. Like, please don't. Like maybe yeah, that girl just staring at you because she likes your skirt, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so don't 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 go too far down the rabbit hole, but definitely mm-hmm. you know understand and be aware and be mm-hmm. you know be that a don't assume, you know that's what I'm trying not to do. You know what I'm saying? Could have had a bad mm-hmm. day. Could just not like to do interviews. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the case may be. Of course, you know, my experience and my knowledge may have my mind go somewhere else at times, but mm-hmm. you know let God handle that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I think also just, you know, before we do wrap it up to also mention that um, our race or ethnicity is not um, the only identity that has like a physical appearance that people can draw assumptions from. Like, color of our skin is definitely one but um you know say I'm a person with a beard and a dress you know stereotypical people like oh you know that person is gay or part of the LGBTQ plus community whatever it's like no I just you know maybe I like to wear a dress that that's it like that's really (laughs) it but you know because of you know it it can be the color of our skin that people try to identify us, um, what we wear, um, how we present ourselves. If we have like a walker or a cane or, you know, like just different things like that. People, um, it's easy for people to assume. And I'm not saying people like other people, because I know even personally, like some biases are instilled in myself. But, you know, um, there are multiple identities that we do need to be aware of within the black community. Like there, just because you black don't mean you can't walk. There aren't black people walking around with walkers and they don't have, you know, that bias from other people on them. So we have to be um, aware of those other identities too, that are, that's people assume from physical experience, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, just to put that out there as well. Cause Ooh, a lot of assumptions can be made but yeah like just to say like we have to be aware of all those other identities too and making sure that we're not um placing any assumptions on anyone and yeah I yeah, you just, just convicted like, you know, me. what <laughs> it's not funny it's not funny um so I was watching a show and I was actually watching Queer Eye and this guy that they were helping on there he was in a wheelchair and he did look like, you know, he came from, you know, somewhere he had to slip in his eyebrows. And, you know, so I thought, I thought, you know, I was like, oh, he probably got shot. No, he did not get shot. He was just in a car accident. No, okay, not just, but he was in a car accident and mm-hmm. it was very traumatic and he got paralyzed from the chest down. But my mm-hmm. initial assumption, seeing a black man with slits in his eyebrows in a wheelchair, being a very young black man, I assumed he got shot. 
And so, mm. and he even said that on the show, he was like, yeah, and it just really sucks because a lot of people automatically assume that I got shot and people will come up to me and be like, oh, where you get shot at, bro? Like, and I'm like, dang, I did that. And mm-hmm. so like, it really is something that I do have to like even check myself on. But yeah. outside of that, like, I understand, you know, we have these biases for a reason to protect us. Sometimes, you know, we need mm-hmm. to make judgments <laughs> to protect yeah. ourselves. Um, but we do have to, yeah, like check how our judgment meter is basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. very true. Like said, mm-hmm. Easier said than done, but you know, just being more aware of it than we usually are, I feel helps enough. We're not perfect. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah, it's all about minimizing the harm that your biases cause for real. Because mm-hmm. if it's a thought in your head, but you don't act on it, it's like, okay, I'm calling attention to that thought. And now I'm realizing it's not good for me to have that. Versus you when it acted on it, now you like, oh, my bad. But you can't, you can't, the damage is done. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I wanted to say for anybody who's like new to the term intersectionality or just you've never had this conversation before, it's all new to you. The term was created by a black woman, Kimberly Crenshaw. So if y'all mm-hmm. want more information on that, I'm sure she still talks about it, or maybe there might be like, books or things you can read on it like I said I'm reading the book the sisters are all right um child I can't remember the author right now but there's a lot of resources out there for people who want to kind of get into that a little bit more and learn about it I feel like we're pretty well versed in it just because of the college background we came from these are the conversations that we had regularly yeah. but like I'm realizing now you know being here that not a lot of people have these conversations or the same views of the world some people are in their their phases of relearning. Mm-hmm. And calling attention to the things that they used to think about and how their mind, you know, how their thought processes work and everything. So, yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. No, thank Yeah. Thanks, Cam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but thank y'all for listening as always. Y'all are just amazing. Oh, yeah. Don't forget to rate us. Five stars. Five stars. Thanks. And, and um, is there anything? Oh, yeah. Poll. One through four deep. Yes, I'll give us and... a three. I'll give us a three, four. I yeah, I give yeah. us a nice three. Yeah, because the topic it itself was deep. Yeah, exactly. You know, so I there was room for a little bit more deepness, though. Yeah, there was. There was. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. We we did get pretty deep though. And also, like, if you're not subscribed, like, to our YouTube channel, and you're watching us on YouTube right now, let's get that together. Go ahead. Just a little tap, tap. Give us a little tap, tap. And also tap, tap on the like button too um, because you made it this far. So you have to have <laughs> like something, okay? And I think um, for rating us five stars, like if you've been listening up to this point, you should be able to vote on, I think, Spotify or Apple podcast mm-hmm. at this point. So go ahead. Give us five <laughs> stars because the... <duh. laughs> and yeah, I'm just so grateful to like have this community and just... um you know, all the support that we've been getting, the feedback, just the community we're creating. It's just yeah. beautiful. So yeah, keep telling your friends um, about Four Deep. Yes. Um, and the yeah. next episode is the last one of the season. So if you haven't caught up on some of the episodes, go back. Like, there's a lot of content. <laughs> <laughs> Facts. Oh, yeah. Wow. I know. <laughs> but we'll see y'all in the next one. Peace, y'all. Yeah. Bye. Bye.